The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everyone, to the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. We flew out to Arizona. We saw the sights. Beautiful Glendale, Arizona. Hey, Got it. Forgot it. Wait, what? hold on. What was Sorry. that? <laughs> I, was, I still had my phone, the volume on from the Kelsey thing. Oh, Sorry about right. that. Justin, turn your OnlyFans off. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. We are back from Arizona where we saw the Philadelphia Eagles take down the Arizona Cardinals 20 to 17, got out to a nice 14 to nothing lead, hung on for dear life, got the win, didn't get the cover. Got to experience beautiful Glendale, Arizona, the Scottsdale area, Phoenix, saw all the sights. Justin, what was your favorite part of the uh, trip seeing the Arizona Cardinals? Oh, I mean, the best part, obviously, is that we won. Uh, but other than that, I mean, the golf, well, we played two really nice courses. Uh, we co that Rob set up uh, and uh, what is it? Action uh, Southern Dunes. Yep. I might have said that wrong, but yeah. Uh, beautiful courses. Great time. Uh, it was fun hanging out with you boys. Yeah. I shot a, uh, what was it? 78. You, Justin, you were keeping my score. I forget. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think the first day on eight holes before you left. Probably. Yes. I had to go back and record an episode. I think eight, 78 was probably generous. Cause I mean, that desert cough, I was, you know, with the rental clubs, you got to work on dialing your driver in. <laughs> to me, the highlight was uh, we were at breakfast and Justin goes, I think that's the guy. Look, and he points and there's this uh, giant uh, man, a uh, giant tattooed man waiting for breakfast. And then he goes, I think this is the guy with the Philly fanatics tattoo. And I'm like, wait, what? And then he pulls up the uh, image. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, he ended up, of course, getting on the game as well. He was also there uh, for the Eagles game. He has uh, all these Philly sports tattoos all over his body. And then, of course, the Philly fanatic nose is like perfectly overlaid is a gigantic belly button. Justin was able to recognize him with his shirt on and Rob, I still can't figure out how Justin noticed him. I, I, I don't know. It blew my mind. I, it, it was impressive. I, I, I don't know how Justin did it. Um, yeah. So that was fun uh, running into a celebrity there. Uh, yeah, it was just, uh, the, pretty. <laughs> the pregame was, uh, pretty sweet. We got a, we got a photo with uh, legend Eagles, uh, legendary Eagles tight end Brent Selleck. That was pretty sweet. Nice. Uh, pregame spread as well. It was just, uh, yeah, the whole thing was pretty awesome. Uh, no real, no real downside. I think for the trip, I mean, 
you know, there was the, the random Cowboys fans that go to these games are always a, a weird anomaly. Like there was a kid sitting in front of us who was wearing a Cowboys Jersey. His parents were wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers Jersey. And then one kid was wearing an Eagles Jersey. I have no idea how that family came together, but um, yeah, I don't know who, who wears a different sports Jersey to a game. I don't get it, but uh, yeah, great trip overall. Rob, what about you? Any big takeaways from the trip? Yeah. I mean, I think we just had a great time. The food was great. We went to a great steak dinner um, and, and I'm going to give a shout out uh, the, the tailgate before the game uh, was held at a place called McFadden's right by the stadium. It kind of had an indoor outdoor setup. Um, good food, open bar. Um, it was really a, a nice scene, obviously full of, of just Eagles fans. I think multiple groups that went out there. Um, and it, it was just a lot of fun. It was fun to, fun to be with everyone. Um, and you know, just kind of get amped up for the game and, you know, I guess, you know, shout out to fans of Philly. Uh, it, it, it was a great setup. Uh, and I would encourage anyone that's that's taken a trip to to look into the tailgate. Yeah, I will say the the first wave of food was amazing. <laughs> Great breakfast, uh, held me over, and then uh, yeah, the second wave of food was possibly even better. Had wings, pizza, uh, nachos, uh, everything that your heart desired uh, for a tailgate. I yeah, I don't think I even there, I don't think I even thought of getting any food once we in, got inside the game. Of course, Rob and Justin being old guys wanted to make sure we left super early from the tailgate to get in in time in case that oh, there's going to be a crowd. We're not going to get to our seats in time. <laughs> we made it. Uh, we're old guys are just huge fans, John. I mean, uh, some of us are bigger <laughs> fans than others. We're happy to just be we inside. Did not, we didn't we did not miss any place. Uh <laughs> As far as the game itself, who do you, who is most responsible for the win over the Cardinals? Besides the Cardinals backup kicker who missed uh, a 42 yarder. Some would say it was my chain that was involved that helped get the win. Uh, Justin, you did a pretty good uh, job of moving your arms to help push the ball to the side. Uh, Rob, what about you? Who, who are we thanking for this victory? <laughs> Uh, I love that you gave credit to your necklace uh, chain, but yeah, <laughs> uh, great question. I, you know, uh, it's really hard to pick one player that really stood out. Um, you know, it wasn't, I, I won't say it was hurts best game. I don't think it was defensively a great game and I'm sure I'll touch upon that further. Um, you know, maybe Goddard. I think he had a solid game. Uh, had that clutch catch toward the end of the game, which was a good throw from Hertz. Um, but you know, I, I think this was a game where they just kind of spread it around. I don't. I don't know that I can point to one person really that that impacted the game that much. Um, I don't know what you guys think, Justin. What about you? I'm I'm gonna say Hertz, and I don't, Rob. You're right. He didn't have the best game. Uh, but, you know, we did fly cross country, right? We're, we're at an away game and he struggled. Uh, I think he'd be, it'd be hard not to say that, but you know, when it came crunch time and we needed the points, he drove the ball down the field, took us as much time off the clock as he could. You know, that was like an eight minute drive at the end of the game. Um, uh, by the end of that drive, the Cardinals had no timeouts left and they, there was uh they were under two minutes. Um, one other thing I noticed too, during that drive is, Jalen at one point, I think it was with 
you know, about two minutes and 40 seconds left, ran the ball. And instead of potentially getting out of bounds, he actually allowed the guy to tackle him inbounds, which is one of those things that, you know, you'll never see on the books or anything like that. But he's just always, you know, has his mind on the game and he's looking at the little details of what can allow us to win. And that's just one thing where, you know, if he goes out of bounds there or allows himself to be pushed out of bounds, uh, you know, that's an extra 30 seconds on the clock and they still get to use the two minute warning potentially uh, for a time. So not a big deal, but just one thing that, you know, Jalen has always has his mind on the game and seems to make the right decisions at the right time. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think Hertz is the the definitely the guy who won us the game. I mean, just the the fact that he's fourth and ones, he keeps converting on. Um, and, and it seems like a simple play, but really, you know, these fourth and ones, the third ones, fourth and goals, like those are really game changing plays. You get stuffed on any of those and you're in trouble. He uh he's been on a great streak. I guess that his first ever fourth and one QB sneak against the saints all the way back in 2020. He didn't get uh, since that he's converted all of eight in a row now into first downs, having that as an ability is really just huge. And then that, you know, that throw to Dallas Goddard, to me, that's the difference in the game because I don't know if mm-hmm. our backup kicker can hit um, that field goal where they were at. And, and the Cardinals would have had way more time on the clock as well. So again, it wasn't a pretty game by the offense, but I think at the end of the day, um, you know, his rushing touchdowns, the QB sneaks, that huge third down completion. Well, I don't think we get that win with Gardner Minshew. You know, a lot of people say, oh, the team's so good. They would have got this with, you know, Daniel Jones or some other backup quarterback. I, I, I <laughs> like Daniel Jones is great though, Sean. He's, he's a level. He's up, playing that he? an elite level. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't think that's the case. And again, it wasn't his best game. We'll get into uh, why. Uh, to me, it was like he he completed at a high percentage. He was fairly accurate. Uh, he did get lucky. He should have probably thrown that interception. Got lucky. They the guy dropped it. But um, I, I think they weren't as aggressive because whatever they saw play calling wise. Um, but you know, I, I I think he played a pretty solid game overall. Uh, and yeah. and I think he's the difference in the game. Yeah, and I'll just clarify my comment. I mean, I guess I would agree with you guys. Obviously, you had two rushing touchdowns and that throw that I mentioned and, um, you know, the sneaks. But I, I don't even think, you know, it wasn't his best game. And I'm not even sure how much of that falls on him versus I just think it was a really poor offensive play calling game. And whether that's how we schemed it going in, whether that's how they called it the day of the game, but it just seemed like we never got in a great rhythm. We started off, A.J. Brown had a few catches, then he never had catches again the rest of the game, I think. And at points, of the, at certain times, he wasn't even in the game. We were wondering if he was injured because um, we didn't even see him out there. And then, you know, there were too many of those wide receiver screens, I think, and, and it just seemed like they lacked aggressiveness. Um, they abandoned the run, and then they brought the run back toward that last drive, and it worked. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I hope they, uh, you know, I hope they stay aggressive. I hope they, uh, you know, kind of revisit that plan going forward. Cause I, I certainly think this was not their best plan. And, you know, I am going to say again, and, and this is now to me and you guys probably are less concerned, but yet another game where we're not scoring really in the second half. I mean, we had two field goals, six points in the second half. So, I mean, 
We're now five games into the season, and what's it been? It's been at least three games where we're barely even putting up points in the second half. We're starting out hot, and then, you know, we're just coasting. And and I get it. You can argue, well, we haven't had to. We've had the lead, but I mean, good. I I, I keep saying good teams have to play a complete game, and and you know, we have this trend now where we're playing hot first halves and kind of coasting through a second half. And I just fear that as we play better teams, that's not going to suffice. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm a little worried about the second half points. I, I still can't wrap my head around it, like all those like bubble screens of the receivers. I, I kept thinking, all right, they're going to set it up for something deep. They're going to get more aggressive at some point, And they just never did. Uh, part of it maybe is because, uh, you know, we ended up losing. I mean, we were already on a backup left tackle. Um, I didn't play and then you lose Kelsey, uh, during the game. And then you lose Dickerson for part of the game as well. Uh, they both ended up coming back, but maybe that was part of the reason. I mean, if you have three backup, uh, backup offensive linemen, uh, maybe the thought was like, Hey, let's just quickly get it out and, and get these bubble screens. Uh, and they were effective to a certain degree. It's just, if you don't get aggressive, eventually the drive is going to peter out. Cause you have to be so perfect for so many plays in a row for it to really work. Um, I don't know. I, I'm playing devil's advocate. I still don't understand to your point, why we weren't more aggressive enough. Uh, what about you, Justin? Any, what's your, any beefs in this loss here? No, well, I did. I did read. I think it was in the uh, Inquirer, though, that they were stacking the box, so we were trying to get potentially the run going. Uh, but they liked what they saw outside, so they were throwing to the outside. I know a lot of people were complaining that it doesn't seem like Hertz has hot reads, um, and it did get brought up in the presser with Sirianni, and he was saying, "Yeah, some of those might have been screens, but actually, some of them uh, are hot reads." I'll let you guys decide. I guess he didn't want to tip his hand too much, or whatever it might be. Um, but it they look like screens to me for the most part. But I guess if Hertz sees something, he's he's able to go to whoever he needs to on the outside there. Um, so I guess potentially that's that's what it was, is just the way the defense was set up. And that was the alignment they were showing. So they decided to work those in as much as possible. Um, I would like to see us get a little bit more aggressive. I do not disagree. But I will say those screens were working. I mean, I think yeah. there were a couple that didn't. Uh, when I look back through, I think there were two, maybe at most, and we threw, I don't know, at least a dozen, right, between Goddard, Devante, um, and it seemed like we were getting easily six yards a clip uh, at least. So it, it's a good chunk of yards when you think about it, if we're throwing it and we're making that happen. Uh, but no, I agree. Uh, it would have been nice not to have to watch those screens, but it seemed like they were working at the time. Um, yeah, I get. I guess to me, it's like I don't, I don't mind the screens, but... It, if, but like, where's the deep shots? You know what yeah. I mean? Like there was just never any deep aggressive shots. And I, and I thought there would have been some opportunities. Well, I think the other thing too, is like the points weren't there then in the end either. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe some of that's is because when you're throwing the screens, you're not getting as many yards. So you're working the clock, but uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta be able to punch it into the end zone in the end. And I don't disagree with Rob. Um, like that is a concern. The second half points I did see, I think we have uh what is it? The most points uh, in the second quarter, which is 85 so far, which is the most point in any quarter by any team in NFL history through uh, four games. Oh, that was last week. I think now it's five games and it's 95 points, I believe. If I saw yeah, it. it's so, insane. And, and again, big picture, 
we're five and oh, let's fucking go. Uh, I think it's funny. Like, you know, in years previous, we kept complaining, Oh, we're getting off to slow starts. We're getting off to slow starts. And now we're getting off to fast starts and kind of cool it off in the middle. Um, you know, big picture. I think this team is still playing at a, at a very high level. Um, you know, say, I think with the defense for me, my biggest complaint is the tackling, uh, which I think is probably certainly a, a 50, 50 split as far as the blame of defensive coordinator needs some blame on that, but so do the players. I mean, uh, I did think Jordan Davis had a good game. I saw him getting involved. Um, he's actually the highest graded uh, defensive line rookie this season. So it's good to see he's getting out there more, but uh, you know, like uh, CJ GJ, he missed a couple tackles. I mean, Hollywood Brown really could have killed us on a couple of those. So the sloppy tackling on the road, I think was a concern. And that to me is the biggest gripe with the defense, but Rob, I'm sure you got some thoughts on uh JG, AKA Jonathan Gannon. Uh, I thought it was, it was uh, a horrible defensive game plan. <laughs> Um, reverted back to his soft defense, trying to keep people in front of him, but letting them pick us apart. I mean, especially later in the game in the second half, it just seemed like how many slants did they run uh, where they were just cutting through that? Hollywood Brown was open. Um, You know, Kyler Murray was getting runs really without challenge. It seemed like we didn't have an answer for that. There was that one throw at the sideline where Zach Ertz was wide open. We got really oh, lucky man. that that Murray just missed that throw, or that could have been a real game changer uh, for the tide of the game, I think. So, look, I, I think I, I'm still concerned about Gannon as he plays better QBs, mobile QBs. Um, he needs to stay aggressive. I, we can't get back to this kind of bend, don't break, don't blitz, um, sit back and let these teams pick us apart. And I just felt like this week they did that again. And and I'm hoping it's a one-off. Maybe again, they thought they saw something. I'm not going to, you know, throw the red flag yet or the white flag yet. Um, but, um, you know, I think they clearly, uh, you know, need to reevaluate the scheme from this week. And I think Gannon deserves, a, you know, deserves some heat for it. Now we won the game and, and they didn't score a million points. So it's not like I'm sitting here saying, okay, they scored 34 points on us. They scored 40 points on us, but just the eye test watching the game, it didn't seem like the defense was nearly as effective as they had been the past few weeks. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I think it's tough though, against a guy like Kyler, because they were just trying to work that contain as much as possible. And it seemed like they did a pretty good job. I mean, he only rushed four times granted at the end of the game. You're right, Rob. I mean, he did kind of rush for a good, I think 15 yard run there uh, towards the end, which you hate to see, but uh, it's part of the difficulty of, of playing a guy like that is trying to keep everything, you know, inside the tackles. Sorry, Sean, I cut you off. No, no. I the, the one thing I wanted or a couple things I remembered from the uh from the offense slash defensive side. We are currently leading the league in turnover differential uh with yeah. plus nine compared to five uh in second place. So again, that's huge. You know, our defense only got one turnover, but the fact that we didn't turn it over on offense was huge. And Justin, you had mentioned the checks earlier. Uh, with Hertz and apparently that huge third down play to Goddard, that was something that uh, Hertz saw and checked into. So I think that's big um, as far as his development. But Justin, before we move on, any any gripes with the defense that we may have missed? 
<laughs> no, I think Rob hit it though. I mean, yeah, some of it does get a little frustrating. I think, um, you know, certain times I didn't actually mind the way they played at the end of the game um, with a little bit of soft coverage, because the last thing you want to do there is give up a big play for a win. Um, yeah, they could have tied it, but uh, honestly, if a tie happens, that's not the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is getting beat deep and a touchdown happening. Uh, but I know you have other, your Rob's pointing out the entirety of the game though, for the most part. So. Yeah. I mean, at the end there, yeah, I think they, they played it right. Forced them to try and kick the field goal and tie uh, and, and hope they miss and they did. So uh got kind of fortunate there. Would have liked to see, then be a little bit more aggressive uh, on that last, those last few goal line plays going into mm. uh, before hurts through that uh, incomplete to Quez Watkins kind of into traffic there. I would like to see like one more throw there on second down uh, felt like they were a little bit conservative. I know you're trying to get them to use their timeouts, but I mean, you saw how quickly they, they get down the field in the two minute drill. Like, I, I don't know it, it, but then again, you know, maybe, maybe if they had one more timeout, they would have gotten a little bit closer and ended up kicking the field goal. It's easy to second guess, but I would like to see them be a little bit more aggressive on, on offense there instead of saving it for third down, uh, moving over to the season. What do we think of this division overall? I mean, it's easy to, to shit on the Cowboys and the giants, but right now Cowboys are four and one giants are four and one Rob, which of those two teams scare you the most right now? If any, Ooh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I still think it has to be Dallas, um, especially because they've had our number the past few years. Obviously, we have a big game coming up this Sunday, which we'll talk about, um, you know, whereas it, it's kind of been the opposite with the Giants. We've had their number the past uh, few years. So I will say I think Dable's doing a great job with the Giants and they have some good wins. I mean, you know, beating Green Bay is a solid win and it's hard yeah. not to acknowledge that. Um, you know, I still think it's probably a race between us and Dallas, but the giants are definitely on the rise, um, you know, and, and give them another year or two. And it looks like they're, they're going to be formidable. Justin giants or Cowboys. What are you more worried about? Uh, the Cowboys at this point, I honestly think the giants still suck. Uh, I am not a big fan (laughs) of them whatsoever. As long as they have Daniel Jones, uh, I'm honestly not going to be scared of them. Uh, Saquon is banged up again. Am I wrong? Or it looked like he got, he he came back into the game. He did deal with a little bit of a shoulder thing, but yeah, you feel like eventually the fact that they have no uh, receivers would catch up to them. I mean, Kudos to them that they've made it this far without any sort of viable receiving option. Uh, it's just Saquon running the ball, catching a couple of passes and Daniel Jones running. So kudos to them that they're winning games this way. It doesn't seem sustainable. Dallas is a little more worrisome. I, I think just the fact that you have Micah Parsons is, is scary because that guy can really fuck up a game. Um, so yeah, I, I still think the talent level on the Cowboys is higher, but I think at least the Cowboys, we know they're going to figure out a way to choke this. This Giants team is a bit more of an X factor, I would say. No, I think the uh, the Cowboys, though, are the team to worry about, as you pointed out, especially the fact that it seems like their defense is playing at a, at a pretty elite level at the moment. Hopefully it doesn't hold up uh, as a biased Eagles fan. But right now they seem to have caught lightning in a bottle and Dan Quinn has really turned them around on the defensive side of the football. And I mean, he's a decent coach when he's, te- when he's coaching defense. So 
Yeah. He's classic, like not good head coach, good coordinator. It is Cowboys week. Jason Peters. We're going head to head against Jason Peters, who Jason Peters. I mean, he really on, you know, his last couple of years there, he's said some things, done some things to kind of hurt his legacy. And now he's playing with the Cowboys. I mean, you're friends with Jeffrey Lore. If you need a couple bucks, I'm sure we could figure something out there. But uh, Jason <laughs> Peters coming in with this quote. I know Philly fans are fucking idiots when it comes to the camaraderie and the Cowboys, any team, really, they know that they're going to throw stuff, cuss. They pride themselves on being nasty, vulgar Philly fans are the wildest fans out there. And Rob text, uh, when we read this quote, he goes, is he insulting us or not? I can't tell, which is, uh, I mean, which is hilarious. Cause I'm pretty sure he meant it to be insulting, but you know, calling someone the wildest fan base, I think as a Philly fan, we would take as a point of pride, Rob, what do you, what do you make of his comments? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to make of him anymore. I mean, I, look, is he even playing in the game? I, I'm not even sure if he's active right now or not. Um, but, it, you know, it's a shame. He's an all-time great Eagle, and I, I just hate to see him kind of tarnish his legacy, so to speak, at the end of his career. And, and maybe not tarnish his legacy, but at least kind of uh, tarnish it in, in, in the eyes of Eagles fans a little bit. Yeah, it seems like he's been uh, – they've been keeping the rookie at left tackle and having him – uh, play guard there. So I do think he is playing. Uh, at least I know he played against the, uh, commanders there. I, I didn't see his snap count, but I assume if they're asking him, they're, they're expecting him to play. But what about you, Justin, any takeaways from, uh, from Jason Peters? No, I mean, he's just, I don't know. Uh, he's moved on. I've moved on from him. It seems like he's <laughs> moved on from us. I'm I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, he really could have uh, could have ended on a better note there, but you know, classic, just classic. Peters getting a little salty there on the way up. All right, here we go. Sunday night football. Right now, the Philadelphia Eagles six point favorites over on WinBet SportsGamblingPodcast dot com slash WinBet. Total sitting at forty two points, kind of low. Uh, what are the keys of the game, Rob, for the offense? What do we got to do to take down this Dallas team? I think we just have to be diverse and have a much better game plan than we did this last week. I mean, Dallas's strength and the way they're winning these games is their defense. I mean, as we just said, Quinn is a good defensive coordinator and and he's really, you know, I think without him, the team would probably be close to a dumpster fire right now with, with Dak out. And, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in McCarthy as the head coach. So, um, you know, I, I think we're going to have a challenge, and I think on offense you're going to have to most importantly account for Mika Parsons. I mean, he is a, a force out there. He's all over the place. He is a true disruptor on defense. So we're going to have to account for him on every play and, and you know, prove that we can move the ball against a good defense. Yeah, and it uh, – yeah, I mean, it, you, you can't let him come unblocked. Now, it looks – it looks fairly promising. All the uh, all the Eagles, three Eagles offensive linemen, uh, Kelsey Dickerson and Mylotta, were in limited practice. So that's a good sign that they're actually practicing. I think if they weren't going to play, they wouldn't be practicing here on a Wednesday when we tape. So that to me is a great sign. And for me, the keys are on offense. Uh, 
really, it sounds super obvious, but this is a Hurts game. Uh, this is Jalen Hurts redemption. Zero wins, two losses against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, didn't get a chance to play him in Philly last year because they were sitting there starters, but he's not looked good. He's looked pretty bad uh, in some, you know, relatively big spots against the Cowboys. And, you know, this whole year has been about Jalen hurts, proving the doubters. Oh, he can't throw uh, to the left. He can't throw across the middle of the field. He can't win a game uh, via the pass. And he seems to be answering those questions. One big hurdle for Jalen hurts is taking down the Dallas Cowboys. We got to get that um, average depth of target up and be aggressive on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, last game was the lowest as far as like uh, average depth of target. So for me, the key to winning the game on offense, a, you got to get the offensive line healthy. So I, and I think that all these guys to their credit, you know, having Jason Kelsey, there as your leader, they're gamers. They're going to be out there, but whatever we can do to get them as close to hundred percent is huge. And then pushing the ball downfield in the air, not being afraid to be aggressive is the key for me. What about you, Justin? Yeah. And just before Justin jumps in, I mean, Sean, one thing pushing the ball downfield that I'll notice, uh, you know, we all know that Diggs has a tendency to give up a big play. He he gets a lot of interceptions, but he's overly aggressive sometimes. And, you know, I think that's something that we can try to take advantage of, maybe bait him in, uh, into, uh, you know, giving up a big play. Yeah, Diggs did get beat a couple times last game against the Rams. So Rob was correct there for sure. Um, as far as, uh, my key to winning the game, I, I think you guys aren't going to like this because you scoffed against the Jags, but the run game did work against them. I'm going to say the rush is going to be key for us mm-hmm. here. And whether that's with Sanders or even hurts at times, because the last three games, they've given up an average of five yards per rush attempt. I think that's one way that we can kind of try to slow them down is to at least do a balanced attack and maybe pepper in some of those deep bombs that you guys um, are talking about, but I think we got to be honest with the run here in order to have a solid game. We're also fourth in rushing yards per game with 160. So I think that might be the way to go against them. Uh, as you guys have seen, I mean, the run game seems to be working out well for teams uh, this season, especially for teams like the Giants and Dallas. So uh, if we can maybe try to establish a little bit of that, maybe we can uh, have a better outcome and score some some more points. Let's go. Yeah. Get, get the run game going, set up the play action. That's where you can get maybe some of these, uh, these deep shots and get digs uh, biting on some, some of that stuff. As far as the defense, I, I know Rob wants to be aggressive and blitz. And I, I think there would be some good times to do that. Uh, but actually, if you look at the numbers, Cooper rush has actually been pretty uh, decent against the blitz. He struggled when the, you, when you sit back in coverage. Now I think we can get pressure. Um, you know, with our defensive lineman, with Hassan Reddick, uh, you know, with Brandon Graham, with Fletcher Cox. I mean, Fletcher Cox is dying to go up against Jason Peters. So I think, and I think we can play pretty well in coverage. So I think the key is actually not having to blitz a ton and getting pressure with that front four. I don't want to sit back in like a soft zone, but I do think if we can have our linebackers save them to play coverage, I think that'll put us in a really good spot. And, uh, will force Cooper rush into some turnovers. And I think that will be the difference in the game. I'm predicting Hassan Reddick gets a strip sack though. So uh, I, I think he can get to Cooper rush. What about you, Rob? What do you want to see from JG and the Eagles defense? 
Yeah, I want the opposite. I want pressure on Cooper Rush. Um, <laughs> well, I want pressure, you know. but I, I think less blitzing. But you're saying bring the blitz. Well, yeah. I'm, I mean, you mix it in. I'm not blitzing every down, but, um, you know, I, I just think, I mean, they have C.D. Lamb. Obviously, he's good, but, you know, their, their receiving core isn't as good as it used to be when they had, you know, Cooper as well. Um, you know, Zeke's not what he used to be. Um, I, I just think that this is a game where you can kind of, impose your defensive will on them a little bit, uh, you know, much like the Cowboys have been doing other teams on their defense. So, and, and one stat I do want to shout out here um, that I saw as I was, you know, reading comments after the game is that Brandon Graham is the highest rated Eagle through five great games. And this is by PFF. Um, again, I don't know exactly what went into that, but, you know, kudos for him, uh, especially bouncing back off of the Achilles, um, you know, coming back and making an impact on that defense. So um, I, I agree with you. I think our line can get some pressure, but I still want to mix in a blitz uh, here and there uh, to add to that. Taking a quick break to talk about win bet. That's right. Bet big win bigger with win bet. You can bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollar free bet. Jersey. I'm looking at you. New Jersey. Also a win bet casino state open 24 hours a day and you get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to $1,000. Just head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. So they know we sent you again. You can join the win bet biggest winners club. Whoever hits the biggest parlay and win bet uh, odds wise gets a free thousand dollar bet. Last week, someone turned uh, $6 into 4,000 plus they got a free thousand dollar bet win bet. Truly. D gens only. And uh, yeah, of course, as always, offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. We're also brought to you by Fubo TV. Cut the cord, lose it. Uh, again, yeah, cable, satellite TV, who needs it? You can get college and pro football, the NFL red zone, games in 4K at no extra charge. Get it all for the fraction of the price you're probably already paying. Uh, watching all your device, cloud-based DVR, so you never miss a moment. No contract, no commitment. You can cancel any time. Right now, all you got to do is go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Seven days free and a 15% off first month special offer. Again, FuboTV.com slash SGP. Last but not least... We're brought to you by Odds Trader. It is your one-stop shop for the best sign-up codes, promos from all the books out there, plus player stats, game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. They got it all. Uh, Play-by-play updates, live scores, bet tracking. Uh, Your one-stop shop. Before you bet, you got to head over to Odds Trader. It's oddstrader.com slash bluewire, oddstrader.com slash bluewire. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. But Tandy, what do you got? Yeah, um, I'm not against. Yeah, I'm not against the mixing in the blitzes. One thing I will point out though is we're third in QB pressures um, with 60 total overall. So we're third, and we only blitz about 25 percent of the time. We're 18th in blitzing. So I kind of understand Gannon with with the talent that we have in the secondary. I guess he doesn't feel we need to blitz all that much. Uh, but I agree, Rob, uh, nice, uh, if we could mix it up a little bit more and it just seems like the blitzes sometimes, uh, lack creativity and you can kind of see them coming at times. Uh, but I think our overall key to winning the game is 
to stack the box and stop the run. Uh, I, they've been really successful with the run as of late, especially with Cooper Rush throwing. I think he only threw for, what, under 120 yards last game, something like that. And they were all about the rush and the defense. So um, they're, for, they're uh, fifth worst in yards given up per rush. So uh, with five yards per rush, I've, uh, we've been, sorry, uh, we've been really bad at stopping the rush. So I think that's one thing we need to focus on is, you know, just making sure we can stop them with their run game. Yeah. And I think that's a little skewed because I think um, it's weird. I think on the road, we've looked sloppy tackling. And then I think that hurts our rush stats, but then mm. at home we've really showed up. And that's why I'm optimistic about the game. The effort we saw from this team on Monday night, uh, a couple of weeks back against the Vikings, I'm expecting a similar style effort. Um, from the defense, from the secondary, when we go up against the hated Dallas Cowboys. Time for the player of the game and the final score prediction. I'll kick it off. I mentioned I predicted Hassan Reddick would get a strip sack. I think Hassan Reddick is going to be the player of the game. I'm predicting multiple sacks, and he will be responsible for a turnover, either, you know, forcing an interception or, um, uh, you know, strip sack, whatever it is. So one and a half sacks and some sort of connection to a turnover. I think that helps jumpstart the offense and we get it done. And we win by a comfortable margin, 31 to 20, breaking the 30 point barrier at home against the Dallas Cowboys, the son Reddick player of the game. Justin, what about you? Uh, I'm going to continue to lean on the rush. I'm going to say Sanders is our guy this game. Uh, I think we're going to lean on him. Uh, I do think, you know, we're going to score some points this game. Um, And I'm going to say that the outcome is going to be 35-13 Eagles. Go Birds! Rob, Justin and I have them winning. We have them covering. We like the over 42 over at win bet. Are you going to predict the Eagles to win? Or are you going to inspire them by predicting an Eagles loss Due to Jonathan, I did think about defense. that. Um, <laughs> Sean, first of all, I have to ask you. I mean, we talk a lot about your necklace, uh, okay. rare breed yeah. untamed <laughs> on the uh podcast. Breed of one uh, is this where we're going? Yes, that is where I'm going. He had a new tweet this week, uh, breed of one, not rare breed untamed. Um, so I, I think I need to ask, are you getting a new necklace? Can you add an extension on the current one? You know that I I will uh, have the um, I'll have my wife contact my jeweler, aka the uh, random person uh, operating Etsy. the Etsy store overseas. <laughs> uh, so I'll get back to you on that. But you're you're right. Maybe I'll maybe we'll all get chains uh, if you guys are brave enough to wear them. I'm not going to get you a chain if you're not going to wear it. I don't want a necklace. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> maybe you could get an an anklet. Anklet would be badass. That's how you know you're a real fan if you're rocking the anklet. That would look good in my hot yoga class. Rocking an anklet. People know I'm serious about yoga. Bro, uh, where, was, where was I, Rob? Your predictions? All right. Yeah, no. So, look, I actually think this is Jalen's game. Prime time. Let's I think go. He, I think he comes up big in prime time. I do think it will be relatively close, at least for most of the game. So I don't know that I'm picking quite the margin of victory that you guys have. I think the place will be rocking. It's obviously at home at the link. Um, I am going to say 24 to 17 
Eagles Ooh. pull it out, but I do think it's going to be a relatively close game. Uh, but I think Hertz is going to be the difference maker. Like it. And so Hertz is the player of the game. Eagles get it done. Hey, give us a follow on Twitter at Die Hard Eagles 52. Check out all that sweet Eagles gear in the uh in the SGPN merch store store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com for the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean Second the Money Green. For Rob, for Justin, go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.